Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien, as always, at Action Park Studios in Beverly Hills with my boy, Scotty Upshaw. Oops, what's happening? Captain Connolly in the booth. Fresh off the golf course. This guy's a pro, man. I don't know how he does it. And with a new background, a National League setup in Dorchester or wherever this guy is. With a victory t-shirt, With a victory t-shirt. And hat. That is a basement worth getting drunk in. Broadway. Jimmy Scoops, Hayes. Guys, it is awesome to be back. I got both my eyes now, so now we're ready to go. Handicaps back up where I want it, so now I got to get it back down. But it's winter. You got to put the weight on to take it off. <laughs> has, the, has the new eye helped the golf game? It, um, well, I've gotten a couple lessons, and the lady, I think she tightened it enough that I got a nice, a nice tight draw right now, boys. Hey, so Broadway, you, I mean, you, you really banged up your eye, huh? What? Give us the quick story. What happened to your eye? And it ain't from reading a book. <laughs> it, 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 it was really the book. I've had a lazy eye since I've been in second grade, and I ignored every single doctor along the way. When I got to Boston, the doctor warned me if I don't start wearing glasses or a contact that it will give out. Then I read that book. Next day, I gave out. The book broke down your eyeball. After all that you've been through, reading a book put you on the disabled list for four weeks. I couldn't believe it. It was literally – it's been 50 days <laughs> – of seeing double, and then I went in there to Mass Eye and Air, best doctors in the world, went under, woke up, and the eye was fixed. It might just be sobriety, I think, is just <laughs> making that one eye. You're just finally sober. It's a little are, mixed up. Your eyes are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, the eyes are like, this is unbelievable. My footwork and everything's back, back in the gym. Maybe it got a little quickness in me again. Who knows? Hey, Hazy, so Hazy, to our listeners, Hazy sent a team pick to our missing curfew after the surgery. And I text back and up, you can attest to this, after the Monday morning when I woke up in Tahoe, I don't know if who looked worse, the picture after you have an eye surgery or the way I looked when I looked at that mirror. I was like, <laughs> don't feel bad, Hazy. I look the same way right now. Uh, that's the worst. The days when you hung titties and you just go to the rink. Uppy could hide it well. He had these unbelievable eye drops. I showed up and I looked like I got ran over by a bus. <laughs> yeah, there was a system to looking good, Hazy. It was a little, yeah, little splash. A little mouthwash, a little splash, a little Advil, or maybe a little perk daddy. Something <laughs> to make you feel good, but. Yeah, Hazy, listen, worked. you're looking sharp. You're supporting the Victory Podcast. We're a team here at Action Love Park. That. Yeah, and okay. I'll tell you what, that basement there, once, you know, I'll wait for the springtime after the winter goes away from Boston, but save me a spot beside you in that uh, that, that bar there. That's a nice-looking bar. Oh, yeah, I got three stools over there, so we got we get plenty of room. At cons, I'll add another one in there, too. I love it. So we got to give a quick shout-out here. Our boy Jeff Gill had hooked us up with the, with the private bird to Tahoe a couple weeks ago for Uppy's birthday. And we got to give another shout out to his buddy Brian Gale. His brother's a big fan of the pod, Brian Gale, who he sang some of these sayings that we've heard from the Gale brothers 
Jeff Gill is a legend up here, as we know. But Brian Gale, Gilbert Gale, as we call him, I he guess has he's, a couple himself, he's got a yeah. couple of good ones himself. So. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah, and and to his son Will Gale, um, his buddies in Boulder, they Facetime me all the time. They're itching for merchandise. And I'll be, I'm itching to get to Boulder, maybe. So maybe we'll hand deliver those T-shirts to them. Eh? Yeah, How's Bill that? Gale's a handsome fellow. And yeah. he's got some. He's got some good-looking babes up there. And the park, they need some T-shirts. We're gonna get him those T-shirts. And from what I've seen from his Instagram, I guess COVID's not a real thing at Boulder because they're rocking and rolling there. So maybe we'll hand deliver those uh, personally. Well, yeah, we we were told that if uh, if all these um, these U.S. colleges are doing what Boulder did, they they kept everyone inside for like 14 days. Couldn't go hang out in your friend's dorm. Had to keep, like, your dorm to four people or less. Or you're getting suspended. Yeah. Holy fuck, we got in trouble there. <laughs> what was going on in those dorm rooms, eh? That's what he could get. A lot of thumping. <laughs> a lot of thumping. Everyone was getting cabin fever and doing a lot of humping, eh, Broadway? A hundred percent, especially in Boulder. That That's an unbelievable place to go to school. We actually, the, the lockout year, it was obviously, as you guys know, Titan season. So we couldn't find a time on the road to do our rookie party in Colorado. So I lined it up in Boulder, and we went up there, had dinner, had a night, so I have party once a time. There? The fact daddy was in Russia. <laughs> of course oh, he, he was. No, yeah. he's in Russia. I'm he like, was holding out. He's holding out. I ended up getting two years, 10 bananas, so good for him. Good but, yeah. Guy makes good choices, doesn't he? Yeah, so anyways, to the Gale family, we love you. Will Gale, the boys in Boulder. Merch is coming. Keep rocking. Maybe I come visit you. Broadway, I got to talk to you about golf. First of all, up dog, big canyon thing. Freddie Couples won our club championship on Sunday, so congrats to Freddie. How about that, Jimmy? Freddie Couples. How do you guys have those type of guys in your tournament? We you let Freddie play this year because he's been, been, been a member, what, five years now, I think? Yeah. Solid guy, always showing up, fucking throwing elbows with the boys, doesn't yeah. shake hands, always throws elbows even before COVID. But gen, genuine guy, salt of the earth, goes out, shoots, I think. Uh, he shot 68, 67, 68. How are you? going to be a tough guy to beat in a tournament. Yeah, so, and we're actually, we're teeing up Thursday with him, Broadway, so we're excited. We haven't golfed with him in about a year Weird, so. I didn't get that invite either. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no guests at Big Canyon. You know, right? I'm gonna embarrass you. Is no. that what you think? I'm not gonna embarrass no, you. Not I shot a 50 no, today on the front cons. We are not allowed guests at Big Canyon. If there was guests, you would have played right. ten rounds there All already. Right. All right. So Broadway, the boys here, we we we, we got to know. We saw Kevin Hayes. We we get it. The perks of playing in the NHL, up dog. You actually took me to this course. He played Pine Valley. I saw on his Instagram. Pine Valley. Yep. Number one or to, number two? How he got to? Where was your invite? How did he do it? What did he say about it? Well, he got to play Pine Valley and the Philly Cricket Club. So nice. I think my invite is – it could be in my mailbox. I don't check my mailbox that often, so it's probably still in there. But I was under the knife with the eye surgery, so I wouldn't have been able to go anyway. It could be in that dartboard box you got behind your, uh, <laughs> it your could head be there in with there. the Broadway sign behind it. It could hey, be in there checking Hey, hey Broadway, it's, I, with, it's with my Big Canyon invite. <laughs> yeah. uh, FedEx, FedEx must be struggling during COVID right now. Hey, uh, who, do you know who you played with at Pine Valley? Because uh, – the Routenbush family, who the GM there, Charlie, him and his son, Matt, they'd always take, so they'd take me out when I play for the Flyers. Unbelievable kids. They live right on the course. I think there's maybe like six or seven houses there. Um, and then, so we play golf with Matt Obi, me, you, and yeah, Loops. And great Matt. guy. Great golfer, Callaway uh, rep, a uh, big fan of the Up show. He played barefoot on the back nine of Pine Valley, barefoot. Blisters. Blisters got surprised. him. But I think he played with uh, the kid, Matty Moe, whoever that is. Matty fucking Moe. What is uh, what did your brother shoot? Do you know? Uh, at Pine Valley, he shot an eighty-two, I believe, and then Paul wow. Carey was with him. Paul Carey shot a seventy-eight, I think, at Pine Couple Valley. Couple gimme putts, sir. That's a, that's one hundred percent. Kev's the oh, king yeah. of the gimme putt. That's why you got to play with him. 
And you, and, and you, you maybe you fudge a hole or two. You bring <laughs> you her just down to an 82. That's why, you only that's pick why they double, put an eraser. That's why they put an eraser on the pencil boys, eh? Uh, <laughs> from an 84, you give yourself Couple two strokes. Good eh, guy cons. sixes, eh? Putt, yeah, good guy six cons. That putt was good, but we'll, I marked that down to five. Marked that down. <laughs> so anyways, Kevin about Pine Valley cons is... Our boys from Big King, again, I'm going to say this, but they go every year, Todd Pickup, Danny Lane, the boys. Todd Pickup has his own bird, legend. And they stay in these cabins, and it's right on the property, hazy, like six or six or, I, mean, I don't know how many guys fit up. You four or five in a cabin. Yeah, no, there's eight. Is there's there eight in a cabin? Eight, yeah, yeah. So you stay right there, cons. You play 36 a day. You come back, suit and tie to dinner, go to the cabins and, and gamble and drink all night. So it's it's an unbelievable place. And uh, we've only been once, but it was so hard. We came right from New York after a night out and. uh yeah, that probably, that probably didn't help either. I think I shot like Kev, 80. Kev will be able to get us out there. He said he can get us out there. Playing for the Flyers, he's got some pretty good connections down there. I mean, if he can't get you out there, nobody's getting you out there. Yeah, I mean, tell him we're... we're right, him and know. Nick Foles, right outside of that. <laughs> uh, big Dick there. Nick. Big, big Dick Nick he had a tough, a wrench on tough him, Sunday he? night football <laughs> there with Aaron Donald coming at him. But um, well, Anyways, we're going to move into some hockey. It's the quiet time, as we all know. It's, it's kind of calm down here, but... One of the big thing, boys, and I know Khan's a big Halloween guy too. And and for a guy like myself who played, on, <laughs> are you Khan? Big, guy, big Halloween guy. <laughs> I mean, you rock the. the, the I don't know that well, I'm any more of a Halloween guy than anybody else. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a big Halloween guy. I'm a, I'm a Halloween. You dress up every year. You go to Halloween parties in L.A. Have you not? How many? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit in the house. Yeah, I go. No, I've, let, I've, I've let, been to a couple. Okay, Halloween let parties. me ask you a question. How many parties pre-COVID on Halloween would you average a year in Hollywood? When I was in my prime, yeah. I would average. A Friday and a Saturday night back to back, so I would okay. go back to back. That's okay. What so, was your go-to costume? These, I want. Well, know you that. always—that's the crazy thing about Halloween and 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 Hollywood. Like you got to have two costumes because God forbid you wore the same costume. So I always was Gilligan one night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depending on whatever night it was gonna be was gonna be the big one, and then I would try to get a little creative for night number two. But I, yeah, it's. You gotta have two costumes. It's hard enough to have one costume. You have two costumes. So, yeah, it's a- I'm not. I'm not mad at sitting this year out. Cons, are these parties at nightclubs or are these parties up in the hills, like where I ran into Obi and uh, Uppy one summer? <laughs> well, the big one. Uh, it's funny. That was where I met. I met Teddy. Teddy Purcell, I met him at, at the Casamigos party, and he was an M&M, which was awkward, which was an awkward exchange. <laughs> yeah. He had those weird hands on. He had those weird hands on. I tried everything to get in that Melbourne Halloween party hazy over the years. Like, I, I just couldn't get in there. Fella. You never called the captain. I, I you know what? I got right to be honest. I think I would have walked I, you in there quicker than Kevin Hayes <laughs> into Pine Valley. <laughs> I think I said, You got to know a guy, Obes. You got to know a guy. So the Halloween parties... For me, on a, on a hockey on the from a hockey standpoint, it was always good. You know, you're on a new team. The boys get dressed up. The wives show up. You get to eye up. You know who's got the good looking wives and which wives totally. really get to to enjoy it. So, up before I turn over to you, the best Halloween party I ever went to was during the lockout, the Playboy Mansion. Me and Loops went oh. up there. I dressed as a boxer. I forget what I think Loops was one of those. Um, Chippendale That's a good team party. Yeah, great team party. <laughs> good say, team I party. Doubt, I doubt Loops goes all out. I don't feel like he does the he bare minimum. He just looks good. He fucking he doesn't he went, say much. His he hair is looking perfect. Like he throws on the Tom Cruise jumpsuit <laughs> from Top Gun. He has it a day. He has done that. So I show up to this Halloween party at the mansion, and I did everything to get me and Loops in. I think I hit a cons up. Steve Kotlowitz. We get in. I show up. Stoli has twelve 
former kings in the fucking Playboy Mansion. I'm like, Stoli, you know besides you who the only guy to get 12 guys in the mansion? He's like, Hugh. I'm like, Hugh Hefner's the only other guy to get fucking 12 <laughs> guys in. So Halloween parties are always great. Oppie, I know you still rock and roll, so touch on the Halloween parties back Yeah, no, there. it's um, at the start of the year, you always mark off when the Halloween party's going to be. Sometimes, you mark somet- off a bunch of shit, Uppy. You have to. <laughs> Uppy's got I go, everything. Besides the games. <laughs> listen, listen. You know, you're part of the leadership group, right? I don't wear a letter, but I'm the off-ice captain usually. So... Cons, same as you, baby. Um, <laughs> but basically, you go you go into the coach's office and you mark off the rookie party and the fucking Halloween party. But the Halloween party could be two, three weeks before Halloween, maybe a week after, yep. depending on your schedule. So Obi hit it perfect, though. It was a chance for all the new guys to come in. You get to see how they party. You get to see how funny they are with their costume. You get to see all the wives looking good, new girlfriends, whatever. But one thing I always liked was, uh, you know, Parties were usually thrown at the captain's house. Ed Jovanovsky yep. threw some great parties. In, in Phoenix, he threw some great parties. He'd have a couple of, a couple of neighborhood uh, wives come over. They were always looking good, too. A little competition. But basically, um, I always like to see the way the wives would act when there were single girls brought to the party. And that's Hazy, a good, that's a good one. Hazy, oh, you, were, the you were there. Firsthand. You, you witnessed, the wives you witnessed me throw a party. I was assistant captain of Florida. Had a nice condo, but in the condo, I had a nice fucking uh, meeting lounge that I just took over. Pool tables, big screen TVs. I brought DJ Booth in. I brought a DJ and the DJ Booth yeah, in. Yeah, you, you did it up National so League style. Willie Mitchell and his wife, Megs. Love Mitchie. Yeah. Love Megs. So they they came over. We decorated this whole thing all day long. Fucking, you know, we have Draculas hanging down, ghosts everywhere. And uh, Mitchie's like, buddy, you got to bring some single broads to this party. So our young guys who are single will fucking stick around and have fun. And Absolutely. that's the biggest thing at our parties. By the way, fair yeah. enough. Totally cons. So I'm like, I'm like, Mitchie, you wait and see what I fucking pull here. <laughs> <laughs> and Hazy, I'll let you take it from here because you probably, you remember this firsthand. Your girlfriend was there. Oh, she was there. And, and I think every girl's <laughs> mouth dropped. When these six dolphin cheerleaders coming in, I'm telling you, these girls are just dialed in, nice and tight, looking like National League cheerleaders. And they came in. What were they dressed? <laughs> they were little kittens, little mu- kittens like and mouses, mouses. Kittens. yeah, kittens. Wow. And mouses. It was oh, so <laughs> they were dialed in. They just basically were wearing bras and a thong. So, so best best part of this, Obes, is yeah. uh, at, at the River House where I was living. And my boy JD, we'll throw him a shout out. Me and him used oh, yeah. to we used to dial up oh, those yeah. parties all the time. He was JD. a beauty. Big He's a beauty. Upon. Yeah. Uh, so Gerard Gallant, Turk. He's our coach. He's living in our condo, him and his wife. And I text him. I go, Turk, hey, Mitchie and I are, are decorating this party here. Come up for a beer. All the boys will be here around 10. Why, you know, why don't you come up and watch the football game and fucking have a beer with the boys? So he's like, go home. he goes, Maybe he goes, Papa Cialis he goes I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll wait till the wife, I'll wait till the wife goes down. I'll come up for a beer. So Veteran. sure as shit, fucking in walks Turk. And everyone's having fun. DJ's fucking playing. So I grab the fucking six babes and I go, Hey, go say hi to my coach right there. You know, go up to the bar there. By <laughs> Try to get on the power play. Yeah. And sure enough, Turk to this day is like, I'll be that fucking episode you pulled, you know, sending those babes over. It was one of the fucking best things ever at a team party I've had done, which is. That's you know, I, I got to say, too, I think obviously outside of hockey, you're if you're having a party, your girlfriend slash wife has to be understanding to that to a certain point. There are going to be some single guys. Yeah, we have to invite some single girls. The same way, if it were a bunch of girls, well, no, you don't invite uh, guys, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no more dudes. Well, no more I, dudes. I, I, <laughs> saying, I think it's reasonable, and it, it could maybe be a red flag if you're dating a girl that doesn't want to see other girls around. So I, I, I was never 
in the upshaw category, I didn't bring six dolphin cheerleaders to parties, but I, I would bring one girl to the party, right? Or whatever. Maybe I, two. Maybe two if I was lucky. If I was in Vancouver, it might have been two. But anyways, before we went <laughs> in the party, I would warn her. I said, listen, you're about oh, to walk into the hen house here. You're about to walk into the hen house here. Just so head down. Just be professional. Be professional. Hang, <laughs> hang in there because these wives are going to be motherfucking you up and down when you walk You're going to get some looks. You're going to get like, who's Kill this Kill them with kindness. Kill them with totally. kindness. That's Smile. Why, but Hazy, t- t- touch on that Halloween party that you were at with Uppy. Oh, that, that Uppy, you honestly, like you said, that party was unbelievable. You walked in, you felt like you were walking into a haunted house. Like the thing was just all dialed in, got the DJ going. And then, of course, he has these six rocket girls walk in with him. And then the wives and stuff. But everyone had a blast. Like, it was, like you said, it's like a team building type of uh, environment. And guys were just getting to know each other. And, and everyone had a really good time. Every time I've been to a Halloween party, no matter if it was in Boston or New Jersey, it was always one of the funnest nights of the year. And now the million-dollar question in this specific party, what were you, Uppy, and what were you, Broadway? I think I was a fucking Miami Dolphin player. <laughs> you were, you were, you were <laughs> I, I was Ray Finkel. Hey, I, like I was it. Finkel, yeah, He was, was a Finkel. fucking horny hockey you player is what he was. He was <laughs> a horny Patrick. hockey player. <laughs> I was uh, uh, Fred Flintstone that year. That's and a then, good uh, one. my girl was Bam Bam. But nice. It, but it was a... It wasn't the uh, it wasn't the most creative, but I did a Fred Flintstone. And would you judge? Would you judge a teammate based on their costume? Like, eh, this guy went a little too far, or didn't go far enough, or is all bets are off? Uh, yeah, um, sorry. Uh, yeah. So for me, what I was going to say from the from the players' perspective and the team building, a lot of these guys, especially throughout my career, concept was the European guys that you know maybe they come in, they don't really say much, and this is their time to to dress up and some of these guys would blow me away like with the personality and their costumes and you finally get to know them and a lot of the teams I played on cons we kind of strived after the Halloween party like the next morning you go in you talk about the costume and as you know cons it's like anything you just need something to break the ice and the Halloween party always did that for me and I got to know guys a lot better through their costume I think I strived on every team I had after after we had good parties <laughs> Yeah, I, which, which should have been every fucking other weekend after a big Saturday night win. But did you ever look at a teammate and go, look, yeah, well, whatever. I know you're new to the team, but you missed the fucking mark with the costume this year. You didn't do enough or you did too much. Just, no, it's all totally. about your attitude, right? I think, uh, you know what? Rob Bertuzzo, my, one of my boys, Bob he Bob. always put in like, not a, not a huge valiant effort to be like. Enough to, to stand, get by. But just a perfect costume. And him and Schwartzy one year came as a, uh, as, uh, the criminals in um, Home Alone. Oh yeah, Fucking Marvin boy, with their hair. Marv? They, and they that's came. That's tough to Marvin pull off. They, they were called came. the Wet Bandits, Broadway. Yeah, all they of those the sticky, their, sticky bandits. Stuck, the sticky bandits. Oh, Wet Bandits was what it was. Yeah, yeah. They stuck their head through the fucking front door. Both of them. One Schwartzy who was super low, and fucking Bobo up top. Yeah. And that picture alone <laughs> is just it, it. It made everyone's night, right? So it's like uh, those moments for for teammates. Uh, cons it, it sets up such a good fucking vibe going into the season. It's it's a great time. Like I could see Tavares like dogging it for his Halloween <laughs> costume. You know. You know what? I'm I'm gonna be honest. I ne- I never won. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, Cons. I would have never he won best on costume. The top Gun jumper, and he fucking puts on a pair of sunglasses hey, and calls. I would that. agree with that. And there's been a lot of chatter lately, Cons. I want to talk to you about about the Tavares Headman pick back in the day. There's been a lot of chatter on the stuff I've been doing that. The Islanders made a mistake with that pick. The head- no, they didn't make a mistake. They had to take Tavares because of where the franchise was. Okay. But in hindsight, of course, Hedman's the best defenseman on the planet, period. Uh, Cons, I think you were right on that, though. The guys that didn't give the most effort, they were getting chirped the next day. Really? you got to right. give some sort of effort. And I remember Corey Schneider and his wife, Jill, they went over the top on you. It was unbelievable. They did the 
the Night King from Game of Thrones. It was an unbelievable costume. I did a whole makeup. He actually looked legitimately like the Night King. Yeah, I mean, I like that. You can't go too far. Listen, I was impressed when I saw Teddy Purcell and his buddies in Eminem. I, I couldn't believe it. Ray Whitney and his wife Bridget. Uh, fuck, could they pull off costumes year after year in Phoenix? And and I mean, they were just. If you look at Ray Whitney's career, he played twenty years. I think Hall of Fame. The Wizard. Wizard, a Hall of Fame guy. He would Hall of Famer. Fucking, he's got yeah, over a yeah. thousand fucking points. Oh, you're, uh, anyway, anyway, no, it's let's not put him cup. in the hall yet. Let's not put him. In the Fuck, hall. he's a, he's off ice Hall of Fame for, for me. sure. Anyway, uh, <laughs> him and his wife, they've been they've been a couple, you know, in the National League as long as he played. Right, they were together since they were kids. They've been to these parties. They know how to make the young guys fucking, you know, hang yeah. out and get some, you know, get some single girls. Yeah. That vibe, that whole thing, bring the team together. And fuck, they could pull off costumes. The one year they were these those green army guys with the platforms oh, but like before everyone was doing it like full makeup full platforms and then another year he came in he was like this old guy that had like these just massive saggy balls <laughs> and he was like going to the rub and tug and his girl was like uh was like the fucking japanese masseuse it was, <laughs> uh, it was priceless i mean I, you can't make that shit i out. mean veteran guys like that that will that will go the extra mile to make the party better and, and it brings teams together and, and i'm i know you guys are big believers in this but that stuff goes a long way the course of a season. If it can bring your team a little bit closer together. I remember the one year I took a little heat in Colorado, boys. We were supposed to go as, as a Ghostbusters. Me, Daniel Winnick, the windbag, I like to wind call bag, him. Yeah, Winnipedia. <laughs> and in my defense, my costume wouldn't fit. It was a little short and a little uncomfortable, and I couldn't take a piss. I'm like, fuck that. Wait, for which one? What costume? So I, I bailed in Colorado. I was supposed to be a Ghostbuster with, oh, with the windbag and a factor. Cons, long story short, it was a little short, a little tight, nowhere to take a piss. I, I, I bailed. So I went as a, a leather jacket. I went almost like David Duchovny style. Leather jacket, black guy, bloody nose. And they're like, well, what are you, Obes? I'm like, I'm a, Hank I'm, Moody. Yeah, I'm Hank Moody. And they're like, you could, they're like you could go as that every weekend. That's what it costs you. I'm like, fuck, that's The worst mistake you can make on Halloween, and, and it's my always my biggest fear, is when somebody goes, what are you? Yeah, yeah. Which you, oh. you don't ever ask anybody that. No. Even if you don't know what Call they are. Call courtesy, don't, don't ask that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Put them on the spot like that. I did the one time I went uh, with our boy Big Sexy in New York. We went as the Big Lebowski. He went as a dude, and I went as John Goodman's character. Someone help me out. What's his name? John Goodman? No, what's his character in the Big um, Lebowski? Walter? Walter. Walter. And I come out of the hotel I'm staying at, and the valet guy's like, hey, you're <laughs> Walter from the Big Lebowski. I'm like, nailed it. I didn't know if that was a compliment, easy, or a fucking insult, but I got it. Oh, that's a compliment. My brother and Keith Yandel one year, uh, he told me they got they got dressed up as uh, as like the Seekers, and they got to the party early, <laughs> and they stood out there asking for <laughs> autographs, and guys were just bullshit. Like, figure, how the fuck do you guys know where this party is? He said it was unbelievable. He just they got a couple guys with the autographs and shit. That's a great idea. So, uh, anyways, Halloween. God, I miss those parties up, dog. Um, well, you're sitting out one year. We're sitting out one year. Yeah, no, I mean, for back when you're playing and, you know, the season's going on and things are going well and you go to the Halloween party, it's always a good time. So moving along to our last little thing here before we get our all-time beauty guest in is we were lucky enough to have Ryan Getzlav on last week. Getzy came in here. Collins gave him my chair. He absolutely killed it. God, you're so, you're devastated about they that ain't letting chair. that one crushed down, I don't know if I'm more crushed about when you cut me out of Entourage or when you gave Getsy my Listen, chair. I'm, buddy, I'm not sure. That is the guest, <laughs> that is the guest chair. Collins, I, I still love you. Still like, all right, you know what? <laughs> we, we, we stick Getsy up against. Lupul didn't get that chair. I mean, listen. Oh, I forgot about that. No, but but you know, you could argue that Lupul is uh, is a recurring guest star. Yeah, I'm. I know. I'm just cause I got to be a big boy and suck it up. But it's 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 been a I mean, it with a lot me. people, a lot worse people you could have got bumped for. <laughs> true, true. So Hazy, 
Um, we have these guys out there up, as you know, that are doing these missing curfew clips for us. They're they're great guys. They're doing some really cool things for us. Shout but, out to them. Follow yeah, them. Follow them. Missing curfew clips. It's really cool. Yeah, those clips have been awesome. Hazy, they put a clip of you absolutely bundying someone against Detroit. Who was that guy that hit? Oh, that was the kid Anderson. That oh, was awesome. That's how, just, you, that's how you play the that's game. That's how you get the puck out. That's just, <laughs> I saw him coming. I just put my 235 pounds on that kid. That's how it's done. I got to say, too, about Ryan Getzlaff, because we got to ask you a question in a second about Getzlaff, Broadway. But um, I just, I was really impressed with this guy. I don't know, I didn't didn't know he was that, I don't want to sound weird, but I didn't realize he was that cool. He's super down to earth. He was funny. He was personable. I I don't know. I I, I just, I I didn't have him pegged that way. Like, he really felt like one of the guys. I just, I I, I was impressed. And besides Shaq, I'm going to call him number two in the guest chair in the history of Action Park Media. What do you think of that? Well, that makes me, he's my favorite that player. Feel a little, huge that makes me feel a little better about losing my chair to him then if he's number two. And actually, actually got the same hairdo too. But Conzo, on, on a serious note, the one thing that you said <laughs> from that interview, and I have always said this to Getsy, when you said, you know, he could be a GM, you sense that just talking to him. He's and that's that one vibe. thing. Yeah, he's got that vibe. And that's one thing, Uppy, I know you've talked to him about it too. He's is, had it forever too. Yeah, he has that vibe. He of, was never in danger of sticking his foot in his mouth. He just was almost a few steps ahead of everything that we were going to say. And we drank four bottles of wine, feeling nice and fuzzy. And he never <laughs> he never buckled. I mean, he, he was never even in trouble. Even when he knows how, you know, uh, caught back in time the Anaheim Ducks their whole organization oh, he with their right. with their media they wouldn't even do their, a swipe up with their us. gm wouldn't give <laughs> us a swipe up we got their captain on pumping their tires pumping anaheim's tires for their pickups their shattenkirks yeah. their draft picks give us a swipe up did you up. guys get denied on a swipe up we, we got, got denied, denied on, on a swipe, swipe up, up. <laughs> come Listen, on we, yo so uh, uh, that's pic- bullshit the picture surface broadway of you doing the ceremonial face-off with gets and we want to know we where got the other guys in the lineup we got to know <laughs> i gotta know where big z was they all, have COVID? They all had COVID. <laughs> Sean, did they, was there COVID in boston back in the day because this pick is unbelievable it's getsy and broadway jimmy scoop hayes <laughs> how did it unfold and you got to get that in your man cave down there because it's a sick pick I just I went to Chower before the game and I was like I don't think I'm going to get a shift against this guy tonight so give me the um <laughs> open and face off and no no but uh, he was um it was a night Jerry York was uh just got inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame He's a coach at Boston at, College, right? Yeah, he yeah. coached me at Boston College and I was the only guy on the team that played for Boston College so they let me fly out there and I was just fired up cuz Getzlaff is my favorite player in the entire league. I use the exact same stick as him. And I just like I'm a big fanboy when it comes to Getzlaff. Who was your coach, or who who let you do that? Uh, like, in Boston, was it the players or was it the coach? Was it Z? Like who, who let you go out and take that face off? You you said they well, let it you. Was the, who was it, it was like the front office um, media guys. They wanted me to do it. They told cool. Char before the game. Cool. And cool. then the, everyone was cool with it. That's so awesome. you use the same Getzlaff stick the way I use the same McDavid stick. <laughs> well, my, well mine that's, is a zinger. Actually, that's a zinger easy no no mine is actually gets left <laughs> stick i was healthy scratched in new jersey and i called down to frosty and said frosty i need that guy's stick because i want to play just like this guy minus the fighting scoring and passing <laughs> you know, and making a hundred million dollars you know what's funny jimmy you just you just touched on it so many guys your age in our in our league i say your age you know like uh maybe early 90s birthdays Love yep. the way fucking Ryan Getzloff has played the game. They admire him to the point they fucking use their stick. They all want to use the stick. You Still know the going. way the way he plays. Obi, you you touch on it too with him. Fucking, your guy needs to drop the gloves and get the boys going. Gets gets he does it. Last question yeah. about Getzlaff. Does he? And I know you wanted to talk about 
the the Blackhawks and the rebuilding. Yeah, we'll get does to that. Getzlaff want, does Getzlaff retire a duck? Or does he look to get out and do what Corey Perry did? I mean, does he... He's like a guy you almost... One of those guys that it would feel weird to see him in another jersey. Not saying that he shouldn't. Tom Brady's a buccaneer. But what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think for the first time, and listen, this is just from golf with him and being his buddy for a long time, I think it's something he could, would consider now. Um, I know his wife's a California girl. She's kind of looking to maybe relocate. So there's there's a chance he is, but I know it's a that he wants to finish a career as a duck because not many guys play in organization. Right. He brings up Steve Eisman all the time. Like that's Jeter. the guy that Jeter that he looked up to. So I think it could happen, but especially after they didn't give us a swipe up. Fuck yeah, it. fucking would a swipe up kill you, Ducks organization? Not a Gordie hat trick oh, for no, you one it night. It means Ooh. a lot, it, though. It does mean a lot to him that he he's been the captain at a young age, where you know he went in with Saku Koivu, sat at the GM's, you know, sat with him and Timu, and talked about who was going to take this organization to the next level, and that was him at a young age. So a guy like that, he he has pride on his side. Uh, he has a whole community here that he's worked with forever. Ten years of the Cure Duchesne golf tournament. Yeah, he's, he's, he's classy. And Legend. also too, as long as he's there. It's a place to look at. If you're a, if you're a free agent or something, with 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 him there, you go okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like that one piece, which is why it would be weird if Kane or Taves wasn't on the Blackhawks. It's it's yeah. up there, man. It's up there with Gretzky in a, in a different uniform, even more so because Gretzky moved to L.A. But I don't know. Yeah, I agree, cons and. Just moving back to the ceremonial face-off, and this is going to bring up my inner meathead here. <laughs> I would always say to the boys, especially on the road, snap it back. Win it. <laughs> snap it back. Like, you know win how, you know how <laughs> con, con's how the guys got to go in and just let the home team win it? I said, hey, boys. I've done it. Listen, I've dropped the pump. All right, listen. All right. I said, we're going in the Saladome on a Saturday night. You know, who was our captain? Well, Luongo. So Mitchell took it. <laughs> I said, Mitchie, fucking win this one. Set the tone early. You know, no visiting team has ever won that draw back, have they, Hazy? Like, that would stir the pot nope. and get the game going right away. It also might be weird. It I'm would. one and zero against guests laughing faceoffs. It's district. <laughs> I would fucking it's, hit the deck. Laughing. Imagine, I would imagine how it. fired up there'd be a fight in the first I'd shift back in the so day. <laughs> That's like wildly disrespectful. It's right? a, it's extremely disrespectful. But if it's like you know back in Vancouver Pacific Division battle. Fuck it. Let's set what the tone right away. What if you just did put your meathead out to take the draw and <laughs> fucking cross-checks the guy and snaps it back? <laughs> I would yell from the bench as a road team, "Win it, Mitchie, win it!" But uh, every time, I just thought it would be funny to see one time. So. Anyways, we got our guest, a great guest coming up, a friend of ours. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Missing Curfew uh, here at Action Park Media. Up, dog. We got a guest on We now, got a guest we? coming in here. We all play with them. <laughs> Two-time Stanley Cup champ. Beat me out two years ago in the second round. Absolutely abused the Twins. Got to play with them. Dave Bull and Bully, welcome to Missing Curfew, fella. What's going on, fellas? Not much. We're happy to have you. You were uh, you were higher on our list of guys we want on here right away. I know we only had a short time together in Florida, but fuck, it felt like a couple years after all the all the parties we got to t- do together. Well, fuck all those battles in uh, in Vancouver. I think uh, I think we became good buddies after that, right? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny though how uh, how often you throughout your career you battle with a guy so much, and then you get a chance to play with him, or you meet him in a bar or at a concert, at a baseball fucking game, and all of a sudden you're best buds, and you're just you got all the same. Fucking things to talk about and same bad habits. We had a lot in common, Bully. Oh, so, I think we do. I think we do. So um, you're here with Cons. Cons, say what's up. What's up, Bolin? How you doing, bro? What's up, Kev? How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just keeping these animals reined in. They're oh, like horses in the stable. They're tough. kicking. They're trying to get out. Yeah, it's tough keeping them in. Eh? I've been around them in, in Miami, and it's tough keeping them, <laughs> keep them all, all together. 
<laughs> what, oh, what it's is always great. the best to be able to play with uh, Uppy and Bolin. They got to show a young Broadway how to do South Beach the right way. <laughs> we had some good times. All I, all I remember is me going back to Boca and a text being like, hey, meet at Uppy's. The band's leaving in an hour. <laughs> Cons, we had the Sprinter band. The, the Sprinter, the sprinter in, band in started in Miami. So yeah. my, my, a guy in my building, super cool guy, used to let me fucking take his Sprinter van whenever we needed it to go out to uh, our boy Diego would drive. And fuck it, it would be, hey, 7.30 at the crib. We're taking the fucking Sprinter down. And then so just so happened that summer I told Loops before Coachella, I'm like, by the way, I've been taking these Sprinter vans, the fucking Mercedes buses with the nice seats and TVs down in Miami. We got to buy one. So then we bought the one for Coachella. We had it fucking ever since. <laughs> and then it broke down and you sold it. Well, after the Leafs rookie party in there, it broke down. <laughs> Uppy, I was there with you when you were buying that Sprinter van. I remember you sitting there looking at me being like, Hazy, this thing's 140 grand. Should I buy it? I think me and Loops are going to split it 77, and then uh, we're going to have Obi pay the insurance on it. <laughs> <laughs> I always took care of the, those I, things go for 140,000. Are you well, the one they got? It was yeah, worth at, every penny up, dog. The one we're in now, today, uh, probably, the one we're in today is probably 200, I'd say. Maybe uh, more. Craig Manchester gave us a Sprinter van okay. shout out. So, Bully, before we dive into all the fun stuff we're going to get into, uh, I just want to ask you about the Blackhawks. I think uh, Bowman came out with a comment saying they're doing official rebuild. There's been some rumors now about, you know, Taves and Kane maybe wanting to go their separate ways. As a guy who won two Stanley Cups with them, was a big part of that organization, still is, do you think those guys would ever leave, Bully? Just your honest opinion? Or, or how do you think it's going to move forward for the Hawks? I don't think they're going to move. Uh, you know what? Like, they, they, they signed those deals for 10 and a half. Who's going to take on 10 and a half million, right? Like, uh, yeah. those are some big deals to take on. That's that's tough. But, hey, uh, they got three cups. I, I think it's it's – I got two of them. Uh, <laughs> you sure fucking did. You just, <laughs> you just gotta be happy. You gotta be happy. You know what? Like they're tough to come upon. You gotta work hard for them. And fuck, it's it's one of those things. But I, I don't think I don't think Kane or Taze Lugger move. They've got a great situation there in 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 Chicago. And and with the letter coming out, hey, like I think management has to do their job, and players gonna do their job, right? So it's it's just one of those things. I don't care how much Patty Kane would cost to have on my team. I would stroke that guy off and pay him all the money in the world he wants to have him on my squad fucking running a power play or coming up the ice with the puck or just basically being on the ice with skates on. That guy is so fucking good. I don't care. He's going to be good for another fucking three, four years. And he's going to sell tickets, right? He's dangerous. Oh, yeah, like he's still good. People are going to come to watch Patty Kane play. So I think... And, boy, I'll get your opinion on it. I know the restart was – it's different, but I don't think the Hawks are that far away. I, I watched them play. Their assistant coach, Sheldon Brookbank, who you – I don't know if you play with him or not. He's a great guy. Do you think the Hawks are that far away there? Oh, I don't think they're far away. They're still there. They still got Dunks. They still got uh, Kaner, Taze, Sieves. They still got a handful of the of the core group there. Um, and, like, I played with Brookie. I won a cup. Brookie was with me, I think, during the 23rd – Yeah, that's right. 2013 yeah. team. And Brookie's a great guy, and I, I love Brookie. He's he's one of the best teammates ever. But um, but yeah, they're not far off. They're still there. Like I think if they find a young goalie that can step in there quick, and you just throw a few a few positions in, a few guys, you, you, they're easily right back in it. Bully, were you shocked when they let Crawford just walk? I I couldn't believe that they let that guy go. Yeah, I know. Like it's it's tough. Like you you kind of want to you, you kind of want to please everybody, but you can't please everybody, right? Like hey. I wish I could have stayed there. I wanted a third cup too, but uh, they, they sent they, they sent me to Toronto, and uh, it like shit happens. Uh, I think we all know that. Like we all played the game, all of us. Uh, not, nothing's perfect unless you're Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves or Duncan Keith. But um, 
but uh but yeah no 100 like it's tough it's tough to see crow go he was a great part to the uh to that organization and he was one of the top guys there for that uh 2013 and their 2015 run so it, it is tough to see him go i i think the word rebuild scares people i i know that he used i don't know if did he use the word rebuild in the letter but e- either way it, it's not a rebuild when you have four of those core guys yeah. like that you build around him you're a couple of players away like Bolin said, I, I think the word, like I said, the word is is a, is a a word that makes people uncomfortable, but it's it's not that. Yeah, I would just say, and Bull, you would know better than me. Those two guys are so used to winning, and I don't know. I mean, I know they're making ten and a half, but maybe losing night in, night out. But I, I agree. I don't think they're that far away. And Con's rebuild does scare fans. Yeah, I think Collington came out and said that it's just basically trying to itch, you know, trying to to play games and try to itch out a W, knowing that you probably can't compete with these guys skill for skill. Um, and then trying to catch, I think his, his term was trying to catch lightning in the playoffs. Yeah, you, you can't have that attitude. But I think the I think uh, it can be better approached with an internal conversation with the guys rather than like publicly coming out saying, "Fans, this is what's happening." I think it's like, "Hey guys, listen, we got to give these young guys, you know, an opportunity to play. We need you guys here uh, to help them, but we still think we can be competitive. But it's it might be a bad year. It, it, that's kind of the internal. Doesn't have to be a bad year though. It, but you got to fucking, you got to step it up. You're not at the cap. Are they at yeah, the cap? I don't know. I, I, yeah. They, they are at they the are. cap? Well, then they're fucked. You know, you, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Bully, bully, they need to get the fans back on the Madhouse in Madison because when that place used to get fucking rocking, look out. Hey, what's that? Like, whenever that, that national anthem started, my like, I still get goosebumps to this day just sitting there and getting ready. When I, like, when Vancouver, when you guys came into town, like, it was fucking gloves off. Like, we, just, like, like, we got so pumped. I used to get a Woody every time that would happen. <laughs> Seriously, I was called half chub for a reason, but fuck, full fledged. Bully, I'll be always has a half chub you. going, eh? Full fledged. Oh, I couldn't. I, whenever I seen him in the shower, I was like, man, just. Bully, you're like, up, you just got out of the cold tub. How do you have a fucking half chub going? <laughs> uh, it's possible, boys. I don't know. <laughs> so, Bully, you mentioned when you got traded to Toronto, and maybe the two happiest guys when that trade happened were the Sedins. And listen, I love the Sedins. Uh, I think the send-off That's thing, who you were talking about when you said he beat up on the Twins, right? He beat up on the Twins. That. That's hilarious. And I just want I love these two guys, and they got a great send-off for the career. But, boy, now that we're buddies and we're not competing, just just walk me through, like, how like how much you took pride in throwing those guys off in those two playoff series. No, 100%. And, like, hey, I, like, I, I respect them as players. Like, I respect everybody when, like, when we play. But, fuck, like, you, you guys know when, when we play against each other, like, you, we all want to win. You want to win hockey. You want to win the Stanley Cup. You want to... You're out there to win, and that's your job. Um, like I respect them; they were great players. They were great people. I've heard a lot of good things from you uh, about them. And uh, but like once we started playing you guys, and kind of I was getting in that role of being that shutdown third line guy. Um, he was like, okay, like every game I came, we came in with a game plan. So uh, whenever it was Vancouver, it was the Sedin Twins. He's like, okay, he's like, whenever you, whenever they go on, you go on. So fuck if Taser was on. Taser would get off, like get off. <laughs> or like every time we just knew. Bully, at what point in your career did you realize being just the son of a bitch and a prick was like that? <laughs> it was gonna to be it was gonna me. be your role because I I saw you like bring me back a little bit. I hate interviewing like a guy, but like fuck you you played the role so good. You, you played lacrosse as a kid. I know that, but like at what point yeah, were you yeah. like you know what I'm so fucking I'm so badass and effective when I can just get under these guys. That's why you slashed me all the time. Eh? You played fucking lacrosse. <laughs> was it lacrosse? Like, I just knew where to put the stick. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, like, where did it come from? Did it come from, like, your days of fucking 
like, did you see someone do it and you're like, this is going to be my role. Like I got to, I got to be this guy right now. Cause you are a winner. You are a winner, but no, like- no, to be, to be honest, like it was, uh, like when I was playing uh, minor hockey and junior, uh, I was putting up points. I was never that kind of guy totally. in that third line role. Yeah. So like 130 points in, one season. Yeah. So like playing in London there, like we would get on for two minute shifts, PP and we'd be, it'd be me, Dylan Hunter, Rob Shrimp. Um, and we'd just be tic-tac-toeing just, just one timers and blowing them by the goalie. We, we were like, I knew going into most games playing in London that, Hey, I'm going to have about a four point night here. And, like <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was pretty funny, but, uh, but, uh, but, once I got up to the pro, once I got the AHL my first year, I was like, whoa, fuck. I'm like, this is, this is a little tougher. Um, this is a little harder. Uh, these guys are men. And I was, I came in, I was like still like a buck 50, a buck 60. I was still small. Uh, I, I was trying to put on weight. Um, Wiry but, though, uh, Totally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so once I got started, like once I got up the A and went up to the, the NHL, I kind of got into it. I kind of had to replay the role uh i, I knew i wasn't going to be that 50 goal score 100 point goal score um or if i was it was going to take longer for me to get to the nhl and i was sick of fucking riding the bus i did not want to <laughs> ride the bus like hey the wine doesn't I taste like, as good yeah, on the bus eh boys it doesn't have private bird no, <laughs> no 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 and when when, when that when, when that lady's coming down with the tray of ice cream chocolate milk and cookies it's a lot Hog better Put your money, put put your money in the little hat <laughs> at the start of the game. Make sure you put your meal in. I was like, oh, that was the worst this? part, bully. Put it your money. It was always short too. It was eh, always bully? short in America. Oh, like, every oh. short. <laughs> Who didn't pay for their fucking meal? <laughs> Wait, you would have to put Jimmy your, Hayes. They, Jimmy Hayes. <laughs> so what happened? You would they would pass around a hat. You put like money in for the meals. Bully, explain to the cons what you have to do in the jungle. So in the jungle, so before the game, they give you a uh, uh, they give you a little menu. So it's a little menu, and it's like. Bob's Pizza Pizzeria, or like <laughs> something fucking, something way, like something, and you had to mark down what you wanted and throw your exact change in there. And it, every time they'd be you like, had to pay for it? Okay, oh, yeah, guys, you had to oh, pay yeah. for it. 20 oh, yeah, bucks yeah. per diem, fucking compared uh, yeah, to the 100 yeah. in the NHL. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, we had to, so every time it'd be like, okay, guys, we're fucking. We're 60 bucks short. Who didn't put the fucking money in? It'd be, the, it'd be one, of the Russian kids. one of the Russian guys. Way, hey, always, we're not taking rubles here. It's always going to be the usual suspects. It's one or two guys that yeah. are always guilty of that. You're like, Smirnoff, we're not taking rubles. Put the dollars in for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, Bully, you're, you're better at being a National Leaguer. I, I would agree with that. Bully, one last thing. I'm gonna t- yeah, We're going to yeah. turn it over to our days in Florida and all the fun we had. This is just, I got to ask this question. We got some Vic. What was it like? I know you still battle on Twitter with the Canucks fans. I jump in there with you. Everyone knows we're buddies now. Yeah, yeah. But what was it like for you? Because I remember one night coming out of the bar, and it wasn't the Roxy actually, but me and Big Buff are leaving <laughs> the bar together, Bully. This is during the second yeah, year. Yeah. So we already had our playoff battle. And the fans in Vancouver were like, no, Obi, not Bufflin. Are you fucking kidding me with Buff? I'm like, he's actually a pretty good guy. So what was it like for you yeah. in Vancouver? No, uh, it was like whenever we came in, the fans were great. But I remember that one time, uh, actually, remember when I chirped the Sedin twins on that, that TSN? <laughs> I sure do. So, oh, yeah. So what, what, what we would do in Chicago, we used to go out to these bars and I'd be in front of like fans. It wouldn't be on radio. It wouldn't be live. And uh, they'd be like, oh, what'd you think about the Sedin Queens? I'd be like, fuck them. I'd be like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like chirping them because the fans love it. The, the Chicago fans are crazy. They're, they they want to hear all that shit. So we'd, Some of the they, best they, in they, hockey. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, we'd, we'd, we'd chirp. So this one time we had, uh, it was me and Crow, and we were at, uh, I forget what restaurant downtown, but I totally zoned out, forgot it was on air, and 
went blabbermouth and then fuck I was good. <laughs> the next time we came in, next time we came to Vancouver, we, we always had a security guy with us. He's like, just stay in tonight because uh, I don't think there's some happy fans. There was fans throwing rocks at me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bully was the most oh, yeah. hated guy in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was, was like, fucking, hey, that's I awesome. Hated. Yeah. But hey, so I'm like, I didn't well know Boy there, but I'm like, fuck, I hope Boy's not going out for dinner tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, it could be dangerous in Canada. <laughs> and then I'm like, maybe someone clips him so the twins don't have to put up with him tomorrow night. Why get a W here? <laughs> Holy, that's, that had to have been where uh, the nickname The Rat uh, came about, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, the rock came. It came around there, but around the same time. But that happened with uh, Joe, Big Jumbo, um, with uh, Laddie. I, I was getting under uh, Jumbo's skin there for a bit. And I remember I almost, almost broke my finger the one, but I broke my arm the one game with the slash at the draw. <laughs> um, but he, uh, but one of the um, one of the reporters came along and it was like, 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 what's Bully's nickname? And, and Laddie's like, yeah, I think he's just like a rat. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, don't call me the rat. I'm like, even worse. I'm like, this could not be the best nickname to have. But uh, You deserve a better Daddy. nickname, bro. Yeah. I like to call you Daddy Bully. Hey. There's certain hey, guys in the league Jimmy, Jimmy calls Daddy Bully. You're one of them for sure. Hey, I want to say something. That there's, there's always goals like you remember watching – you kind of know where you are, like the Joe Carter fucking home run with the Jays. Like I always, I was on the fucking bus you'll, from Pee You'll never hockey. hit a bigger one, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, boy, <laughs> I'm in this fucking yoga retreat with Lululemon in Park City with all these fucking smoking hot babes, a lot of athletes <laughs> that were going to the Sochi Olympics, and I'm just sitting in there fucking half chubbing it, whatever, <laughs> getting ready to it. getting ready to do fucking downward dog and all this good stuff. And so I, I that is a W. No, uh, no, Scottsdale? no, I did that one trip. Dude. <laughs> he did that once. That was my thing. I used to sneak off and do some yoga classes on the road. No big deal. Veteran. And uh, no, so Bully, I'm, I'm sitting there at a dinner with all these babes and I got the fucking game on like on the corner and I see you score that goal in Boston and fucking rip your gloves off. And I'm just like, fuck, and motherfuckers are winning the cup again. This day, Bull. And just... what, what was it? What was the goal? What what happened? Bully, tell us about this snipe, fucky. I know you, you've said it before. But... So, uh, so, so. We were down 2-1. Uh, I think there was like two and a half minutes left in the game. Uh, and we're like, fuck, okay, whatever. Game um, what? Game six, six right, Bully? Game six. Game yeah. six, yeah. In Boston, um, they're kind of like, we're kind of like, fuck, like, whatever. We, we lose this game. We'll go back home and we can win it in front of our home fans. We won it in Philadelphia. Uh, so it'd be nice to win it at home. So we're, we're kind of just pondering but uh <laughs> either way <laughs> when you're hey, boys, good. either way we'll win this we want to win it here you can at home. ponder <laughs> yeah yeah oh, we'll just win it at home but um but we uh <laughs> so Bix, taser i forget who else hands or someone that's on the ice score at like a minute a minute 30 a minute 50 something like that um so we're like okay fuck we're back in this like this is high game we're, we're, this is good tie like game, we're yeah. tight game okay we can win this in overtime so he was like, Kretschy goes on. Uh, I think Marchand, they're top line. So they throw me out. Me, Krug, Kruger, and Frolik. And uh, they throw us out there. And we're like, okay, just don't get scored on. Let's just keep this in. Keep us in this game. Um, so chipping in. Puck goes. I It's me and uh, Kruger. Uh, I throw it out wide to my right side to Kruger. I drive the net. So I get in front. Uh, puck goes all the way around to Oduya. I was kind of behind the net. I was like, fuck, maybe I should get in front. So I just kind of sneak in front of Boychuk, snuck in front there, literally like the perfect position, hit the post. Normally when it hits the post, like that fucking puck goes everywhere. You don't <laughs> over the glass, it's in the corner. For it's, us, it went over my stick for yeah. sure. <laughs> it stops right in front for me. I just like, I'm like, fuck, tap it in. Boychuk comes down on my arms. 
I'm like, fuck it. Ooh, man, <laughs> I'm like, this is over. I'm like, it's done anyway. It's yeah. done. I Everybody's mean... like, what the? Yeah, yeah. So like, I was just like, I was, I was just out in the middle of left field, but uh, but gloves off and and fucking, we won the Stanley Cup. I'll tell you about that goal, boy. I think I texted you when, when COVID first hit and I was watching NHL Network and they kept showing that goal over and over again. I'm like, boy, you should tune in on NHL Network if, if you're bored here because they showed your goal the last three fucking days. If you want to know what it's like for Uppy with with a full chub all the time, just watch your goal played on NHL Network over and over and over. Holy, I remember sitting in the suite with all the front office because I was the year I was black acing and you guys had a chance to clinch the cup so I got to fly home. And you, I was, you're down one nothing with like a minute 50 left. I'm kind of like, all right, fucking right. So I'm kind of fired up a little bit. And then you guys tie the game. Then you score. I'm really happy for you. But I was even more bullshit because I had tickets sold because Black Ace and I got two tickets every game. I had them sold for 1500 each. I used to meet the guy right out front, get cash, <laughs> bring it to Paris Club and have a night. So you cost me a fucking night in Chicago scoring that goal. I'll eat transfer you at three grand. <laughs> All right, I'll take it, buddy. By the way, how much were your tickets going for in Chicago that year? It had to be depended upon, It depended upon the round. I wasn't supposed Dude. to be selling them, but nobody was coming. So I was when the first round, I was getting 750 a pop because they're always lower bowl. And then oh, the yeah. round kept going on. I got a thousand, and then I had twelve hundred. And then this guy kept buying them every game, so I gave him a good deal, fifteen hundred. I called my dad in Boston and was like, "Dad, how much should I sell these for?" He's like, "Game seven, you can get at least three grand." I was like, ah, "I fucked up. I only got three grand total." But holy, so I'm gonna give you my Venmo after this, and you can send me some cash. <laughs> uh, I got an extra laying around. I'll yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you thanks do. to you thanks sure to Dale. Do, thanks to Dale Talon, you got a few laying around, don't you, boy? Oh, hey, that's the original that's daddy my, right there. That's old. my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bully, before we dive into our time in Florida, um, when the Blues won the Stanley Cup last year, uh, my boy O'Reilly, Collins always gives me a hard time. I bring him up yeah, every time. a hard time. You love O'Reilly. I love O'Reilly. Okay. He tells me they take, they take the Stanley Cup away from him at midnight, and I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I'm like, they'd have to pry that out of my hands. And we did a little dig in here at Mr. Curfew. Rumor has it. The I, yeah, it? listen, I, I, I know the Cup guys. They were, they were nice enough to bring the Cup down to my sports bar, Gold Sports Cafe. And I, you know, I was talking to him about it, and he said that the that first year that you guys won it, like got a little dicey, and and they had to re yeah. they had to look at the re look at the rule book <laughs> to decide rewrite the rule book. They had to rewrite the rule book. Oh, based 100%. On you but how 100%. bad could it have been? How bad could it have been? What were you guys doing? It was your after party. Let's be honest. Your after party caused it. Oh, probably it was my after party. That's when I got to. I was that was when it's VEs. We got the puck. We got this the, the cup stuck inside uh, between. Well, you've been in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Up, so it's one of those row houses. But the, <laughs> between the, my house and my neighbor's house, <laughs> literally, there's literally like not that much. And fucking, he just goes over, boom, throws the cup, gets stuck in between the houses. <laughs> Wait like, a second. Oh, so it rolled boy. off the roof and got stuck between two houses. The Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. so, so he, yeah. yeah. He, he, yep. We had a, we had, we had a, we had a few glasses of wine and a few beers and a few little, yeah, little a couple. But uh, <laughs> but but uh, he he stepped over the fire and just chopped it and it got stuck. So we had my buddy that was the the cup one of the cup guys. I grew. Uh, he was a family friend of ours and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. We can keep it a little bit later. Like you guys are pretty good here. Didn't know that shit was gonna get crazy. But uh, we had him by the feet by his feet hanging down from uh, my, <laughs> my my top floor that's like 60 feet. And he's like, we're like, 
We're like, fuck, if we drop this guy, he's dead. He's like, he's he might be saved by his white gloves, though. He might, he might way, just land in, right in on his, white gloves. In his defense, I pressed him hard for details, and he wouldn't give up any yeah. other than uh, that you guys really pushed the boundaries with the cop. Yeah, which, so, oh, we did. Boy, clearly. I'm just curious. So what, what time would they take it from me back in the day like that? Like, O'Brien did, is devastated at the I rumor mean, yeah, yeah. that they fuck, take the like, cup away at 12 o'clock. What, what time did they take it from you boys, boy? Like same, like they, they took it. It was the, the curfew was still in at twelve. Like oh, it was, we still okay. had that. Like okay. like it was, it was. But but they were telling us stories about like way back when guys were like at like uh, Gretzky the and the penguins. boys. I think the penguins. Oh yeah. Well, they, like I was my good buddy here is Dylan Hunter. Um, uh, so his his uncle Dave Hunter that played with the uh, with the Oilers back in the eighties. There, Legend. he said they one night they went out. Yeah, they, he said they, they, they he said one time they went out. The cup went missing. They couldn't find it for like a week. <laughs> for a week. And that's like, in Edmonton. I think we, I think Where the fuck it. could it oh, be? Yeah. It's at West Edmonton Mall. It's, so like, it's tough big. to move that on the Black Marriott. <laughs> it was in Craig Lupel's basement for a week, wasn't it? Loops' old man's store. Actually, it's at Cactus Club. All those fucking hot babes got it in the kitchen. Joey Tomatoes. Was it Joey Tomatoes? <laughs> Joey's, yeah, yeah. Joey's a nice spot too, bully. It's in the Roxy. Has the cup ever been in the Roxy? Even oh. though the even though the Canucks have never won, has it ever made it to the Roxy? The cup. Fuck. Oh, uh, did Luch take win? it there? Luch win piece. it in Van or in- they did win it in Van. Game oh, seven. Then, Thank yeah, God. Then. I was at Goal Sports Club Sports Cafe with Cons, watching the game seven, being like, "Please God, Vancouver, not win this fucking Stanley Cup." The year after I got traded, so even the Stanley win. Cups <laughs> got laid in the Roxy. <laughs> even the Stanley Cup. It's got that fucking easy to oh, get yeah. laid in there. Even the cups got laid. <laughs> So let's dive into time in Florida. You boys, I was only there for a cup of coffee, but what a fucking cup it was, eh, Bully? It was filled with a few other things in coffee. It was a latte. But let's dive into that. Yeah, Bully, it was... uh I remember signing when Dale signed you up. It was I, I was part of Dale's movement to bring a bunch of new guys in. He had... He had to turn things around. It was it was an organization in in dire need of uh, of a playoff um, contention. You know, just turning things around. Dale did it in in Chicago with you guys, right? He was yeah, part 100%. of it until he mistakenly forgot to sign four or five free agents that one year. I know he yeah, was. Were, were, were you? No, no, no I, got, you I got I got I got my deal done. Daddy took care of me. <laughs> Dale's on the golf course being like, fuck, there was something I was supposed to do today. What was it? Totally. <laughs> Whoops. Dale, you just won the cup here, but fuck, we you got to resign these yeah. guys, Dale. You're going oh. to Florida. Don't worry. You, you'll enjoy Florida. Uh, so anyway, Bully, bringing you in, the, the first thing I noticed was you obviously heard about you, beauty, off ice, on ice, um, how you play. Yeah, Loops told we, us that we, this guy's we a need, Yeah, we needed a guy like you. Uh, in fact, we all knew you were coming. Dale pretty much told us about midway through the <laughs> through the, the previous yeah. year, hey, we're bringing in Bully. We need some fucking fuck you on our team. Um, but I first noticed, buddy, first at the rink every fucking day, which is a which is to young kids like show up early. Fucking Dave Bowling did it, two cups. But uh, y- you love the game so much. It was it was part of it, and uh, uh, that that transferred into into being a good team guy, rookie parties, all that good stuff. So uh, Hazy, what'd you learn from Bully? Uh, a lot. How of to miss story. curfew, eh? Hazy, how, how to, to miss curfew? curfew. How to miss curfew? I was gonna lead into that. I was gonna ask Bully. I wanted to know what. Did Dale Town say to you the next morning after we took that flight from Washington to Vancouver? Oh, <laughs> we had boy. A good time I remember on that. that. On that oh. flight, we had a really good time. So, you guys, so, so 
I, I remember sitting there. Let's tell the story. So this is start the story. Colby was on the flight I was, too. This I, is this could be the most legendary flight cross country in the history of a regular season. <laughs> oh, but set, but set it up. Give us a little backstory. So we, we we start on the East Coast, but we're heading west. So I get called up. We play in Washington. Fuck, we beat Washington. It was a back to back. Yep. We yep. played in Florida. Flew to Washington. Okay. We play yep. Washington the next night. Picture that. So everyone's just like fuck. Ah. <laughs> so we play an app. Not everyone. It was a 4 p.m. <laughs> 4 p.m. game in Wash. So we finish. Yeah. Let's say it's 7:30. Well, it's only fucking. You know, it's only 4:30. Back yeah. in Van, yeah, and it's a five-hour flight. Six into hours into the wind. Into the wind. And boy, yeah, yeah. So so we fly cross country. We land in Van at about 12:30. Yeah, and just so Obi, take it over. No, that was that's a was fucking that's great. a great way to. It's a it's probably the oh. favorite flight I've ever had in the NHL. We just sat around, we played cards. The red wine was flowing. We would go up talk to Frosty and Moods. So we land in fucking Vancouver, and Bull, you could take it from here if you'd like. We land in Vancouver, and uh, we were having a good time. We were playing cards, like you said. The red wine was flowing, and uh, I had a few too many, and uh, <laughs> we stumble off the plane, get on the bus, and. <laughs> we're going by everybody's everybody's in a good mood and we're going by a wendy's and i'm like dale stop off and let's get some spicy chickens for the fellas some frosties some for the boys I'm like get some frosties come on and we were g- giggling laughing and oh, bully then you throw this one out there you started chirping soupy Oh no, Soupy goes. Brian, Brian Soupy. Campbell, you started chirping Soupy. He's like, bully, bully, just shut up. And you're like, fuck you, Soupy. Fuck you, Soupy. I'm here for five years. Six I'm here years. for five more years. And then you're like, <laughs> then you're like, hey boys, let me guess where we're staying tonight. Another fucking Weston. <laughs> <laughs> so we let's be honest. The Westons, uh, call it what they are, they fucking stink. They the, just, one, the one in Vancouver. You can stay at the Pan Pacific. Yeah. You can stay at yeah. fucking Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's or yeah. certain yeah. teams stay at better hotels like Fuck the Rangers, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. They stay at the Ritz. Right. Oh, yeah. Like when we, when we were in Chicago, we had, and same with the uh, the Leafs. Like I went from Chicago to the Leafs, and we'd stay at the Ritz, the Peninsulas, uh, the Shangs, uh, all, the, all the National League hotels. And then, National League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. And every, like Florida was like, where are we going? Oh, we're staying at the Westin. I'm like, holy fuck. The Westin. I'm like, here we go again. And where do we go, Vancouver? The Westin. <laughs> hey, so it so was we fucking get, legendary. We get to the hotel though, and sure enough, I well, I had a babe come over. She was wearing the <laughs> she was wearing a raincoat with just lingerie underneath it. I remember that. Nice. So, bo- so it's always, bo- ra- it's always so raining bully, van. I get in there though, and my fucking the my cell phone's ringing. Bully. Bully. I wish I could answer this, but I, I got company. And, you know, and it's 1.30 or it's 1.15. I don't know how much trouble we can get in on whatever, but, and we're already just ship face, right? So, all pinned. So, Bully, all of a sudden, my hotel's uh, yeah. room rings. My hotel right. phone rang yeah. too. I was going to say, Bully called my hotel room. I don't know who calls hotel rooms nowadays. <laughs> Bully's like, Bully we're going out home. So, I'm like, ah. So, Bully, take it from there. <laughs> Bully, you went out to, you hit up the fucking church, baby. Yeah, you went to the Roxy that oh. night, didn't you? Oh, buddy, I went, I hit up everything. And I think it was just by myself. I went to every, I hit every place. Like, even like, like Vancouver, I love Vancouver. It's a great place, great bars, great everything. But like, when you, when I would get in there, like, I was like, Vancouver is the best place. And you go to the Roxy, you go to that, what's, what's that street? Uh, the L Town. The Roxy's on? Oh, that's on, uh, fuck, I should know this. Is it Burrard Street? Granville. Or? Granville. Oh, wow. Is it Granville? Yeah, Granville. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Kev. Fucking hey, Ryan Leaf. But hey, like, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, shout out. But hey, bring him in. That was like, like I went, I went out that night. I hit it up every place. I don't think I got into like 
3.30. I don't know where I ended up. I forget, but I ended up every place. <laughs> I love when so we wake up in the morning and I text Bully. I said, how was your night? Because I didn't go out. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. I was just yeah. Uh, what was the reason? What do you mean you didn't go out? You just I said, yeah, I'm well, gonna sit this one out. I actually, I actually, I, I had one of my old bull. I had one of my old bullpen regulars in van that I hit up. <laughs> I was so, gonna say, yeah. <laughs> so bully, I meet bully in the morning for a coffee, and we sit down, and bully goes, I can see bully. I talked to Dale. That boy was a little upset about it. And he said, oh, it was like, was it that bad? I said, Bully, if you ask me, I thought it was fucking legendary, but I might not be the right guy to ask. <laughs> I thought it was fucking great, but you might want to go ask, like, uh, UC Okanen or something, because I thought it was fucking great. I got to be honest. I had a meeting with Dale when I, when I, we had a day off the next day, and I come down in the, yeah. in the hotel lobby, and Dale was sitting right next to the front desk, and he was sitting there, and you know, he's, he always had that, like, kind of upset feel, look on his face, a little bit like, Dale was yeah. always in a good mood. Yeah. It was the same way he acted when, when he fucking heard we were out till 4 a.m. in Montreal. Yeah, I want to ask Boy about that, too. So, remember, that, remember that one? Yeah, oh, we'll get to that, Boy. But uh, so he grabs me, and he's like, what the fuck happened on the flight? And, uh, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? Five-hour flight. It, it was a five-hour yeah. flight. We, we like, I won five. drink is like, two drinks. He's like, like, yeah, I won five but, grand. But my boy, Boy, and, and he treated you like a son, too. And and Dave, he, he really... Fuck, he treated us all like like sons. He not ultimately me. Wa- not me. He, not well, you. Not you. I love you, <laughs> but yeah. but basically he's like, I just I I need you all to be together and like if someone's getting a little too fucked up, like I need you to handle it. And I'm like, there was no handling this. Uh, there was no <laughs> handling this. No, Dale, like you said, Dale's a, like he, Dale treat, treated me like a son. Like I had him all the way through. He was great to me. And like I remember, I came downstairs that next morning and. Dale's, Dale texted me. He's like, hey, come meet me for breakfast. And I'm like, fuck. It's just like I'm disappointing like, your we, dad, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, right. Uh, it happens. Yeah, it yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no hey, harm, no we're foul. We're not perfect. No, no, no. We were, no, you're we were, not. We were having a few drinks. You're not perfect. No, none, just, none of you guys are perfect. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two cups. <laughs> Two cups. <laughs> 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 oh. but, uh, but no, Dale, like, like you said, like, so I came downstairs and Dale's like, what happened? And I'm like, Lockdale, and I, I'm going through my divorce. I'm going through things, and hey, I, I got a little loose on the plane with the fellas. I had a little bit too much to drink. That was my fault. Like, hey, I, I was, I was the one. I was like, like that was my fault. I had too much. And hey, he's like, okay, he's like, don't just be, don't just be, be good. Don't, don't get a little carried away. Just, uh, just take care of yourself. And bully, I will say this, and and I've, I was only part of the team for a <laughs> month, and and when the hardest part when I got when they sent me down after training camp was I knew what you guys had there. And the only thing I, I disagreed with was Dale was when he would point the finger on guys that would go out and have a good time. And you guys, and we had just won two games. We, we went through Western Canada, had won. He did the same thing through Montreal and Toronto. You brought these yeah. guys in here for a reason. You know Bully fucking likes it, and not he has a good time, but when a push comes to shove and the fucking puck drops, you want Bowling on your fucking team. And when Dale started doing that when I was up, I didn't understand that. You bring these character guys in, and what that Florida Panther team had, and you guys know, than me, know more than me, sorry, is it was, a, it was a family feeling there. The boys got along. Everyone generally liked everyone, and that's what I didn't understand about Dale. Go ahead, Broadway. Yeah, that's the one thing that uh, Bully and Uppy stressed. When you are going to go out with the boys at the night, you had to get up with the men in the morning, and those guys were always yeah. the first two at the rink. And you all, even those practices when you know you're a little hungover, you obviously probably Ooh. don't want to be there. Those are the days that you guys taught me you got to be the best on those types of days so that you can't ruin these type of fun nights that we like to have. So, Bully, you know what I enjoyed when I had to sit down with Dale right after was I was like, you know what, Dale, we'll talk to him. 
and we'll we'll sort it all out today because our rookie party's tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll hey, listen, we'll we'll get them in line. We'll have a good day today. You know, Bully's we'll gonna have a spawn to day today. We're gonna rock and roll tough more. Practice, yeah. Tough practice, tough <laughs> practice, practice hard. But tomorrow we really gotta ramp shit up professionally here because we got our rookie party. When we were in Chicago, when I played in Chicago, hey, every like uh, Broadway knows this, and every Sunday we'd have an afternoon game. Monday was off, and Sundays were the nights to go. Like we had, we like. Our whole guys, the whole team would go to the pony. We go to the bar, and we get, we get, we'd have a great time together. Like, and everybody would be there, and that's how you, you bond as a team. Yep. And you want to go to war with these guys. Like, like if I know if I'm having a few drinks with this guy and you're having a good time, and like, hey, I, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna lay in front of this puck for you. Uh, I'm gonna do this for you. And, and that, that that was the thing that in Chicago that was great. And even when I was in the London Knights, like that, like bonding with your team and having that kind of team camaraderie was was the best. And, and that's what Florida had. And, and every time I came up, I cherished it because I knew I was near the end. And I love Gerard Glant. He's a great coach. I know you guys all oh, love yeah. him. I was like, yeah, thinking, yeah, I'm yeah. like, Dale, if you want to keep these in, tell Gerard to make these practices a little bit fucking harder. And it was 30 <laughs> minutes of swing drills. I'm like, I could have stayed out till five. <laughs> hey, bully. I didn't do one battle drill. I'm like, fuck, hey. I could have stayed out oh. till five, bully. <laughs> it was the same thing. Fun. It was the same thing in Chicago with Quinnville. They're just absolute player coaches. I remember that Sunday oh, yeah. we went to the Pony. We had that the national championship, Kentucky, and I we all got shit faced. Then we get to the rink the next day. It's a optional skate for every single guy, but the five rookies. So I had to go out there and fucking <laughs> wet my bag off. Anxiety. I tried to tell them I had a rash, and they just knew I was hungover as fuck. <laughs> a rash I would never go with that because they know it's true an, an, optional <laughs> skate, an optional skate means that if you're basically not a superstar you gotta skate right it's not really optional yeah, I mean, uh, well, it just depends. No, they used to call them the Scotty Optionals. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was always bending the rules on a nice optional. That was, did Sidney Crosby participate in the? Uh, I mean, he probably does, but there was a lot of hard things yeah. about getting sent down and getting called back up. But when I finally came back up with Florida, the hardest thing was having to go out for those optionals. Well, yeah, because I, I was like, I, mean, I had ten sense. years in the league. I'm like. Bully's not skating. Uppy's doing his hair. This is uh, bullshit. Fuck, I these guys, these guys are all skipping the optional skate. I got to do this. This is ridiculous. I'm like, fuck. These are my buddies. Uppy's got the keels. <laughs> got the keels oh, on. Yeah. Doing his face. <laughs> face boy, that, that, that Canadian winter air is dry up there. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Bully, listen, buddy. We we want you back. But let's just, we got to wrap up here. But what's going on with you now, buddy? I know, are you back in London? What's going on with, with, your, with, with what you're doing right now, buddy? No, I'm back in London right now, just hanging out. Uh, we're just, uh, I, I help out with the London Knights once in a while. Um, we kind of, uh, we kind of, uh, I kind of, we had something going on with Chicago. Like I go down there once in a while to do uh, events with them and stay in contact with them. But uh, with the COVID and everything going on here and the border being closed, uh, that kind of got shut down. So right now it's just a waiting time and hoping this COVID passes here soon so we can all see hockey come back and get back to work. Bully, are, are you still getting paid by chance? I was curious that the other day. Are you uh, still getting paid? I wish. I wish. It was nice sitting on the golf course in Florida, not getting paid. Hey. I was big check giving two, 250. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what else? What hey, else I, could I do? I said, boy, everyone's like, how's retirement? I said, fuck, it's not bad. If I was still getting paid, it'd be the best thing in the world. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that. No, well, the, I'll tell you what's wrong with with not getting paid in a situation like this is is how your body is leaving the game and how is how is your body because you were hurt for most of your career at the at the latter half of it. Like, how is it now? I know yeah. from I've, my experience, I was hurt a ton, uh, dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, leaving the game is one of the 
you know, the trickier parts. You want to still like take care of your body like you did when you played because you want to feel good moving forward. You want to be able to golf. You want to be able to run with your kids. You want to be able to fucking uh, keep up to O'Brien on the track. But <laughs> it's you, not, that's not hard. Bully, how is Just it? Just meet me at the drink cart, Bully. How is your body feeling? <laughs> that's right. and, and be honest because it sucks leaving the game when we, when we beat ourselves up. Uh, it does suck. And, and like when I had to leave, it sucked. Like when I had to. Like how, like on that half the season when you guys going on that on that playoff run, dude. Like you guys know how I felt winning two cups. Say I want to win. I love winning. Uh, and leaving and being done hockey. Uh, my ankle and my back are are the biggest issues. Uh, my back. I need to have surgery here soon. So I've got to like my day. Uh, my day comes on. Like I got to go see my therapist. I got to do stay on top of things because if I don't, uh, dude, I'll be walking in circles and I won't be able to swing the club at Whisper Rock. So. And I want to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you do. Like, like, it's it's tough. And like my ankle, uh, I cut, I cut that at my my perineal tendon. I cut that in uh, in Toronto, and uh, like I'm gonna have to have surgery on that as well. Uh, there's a few things that I'm gonna have to do to to keep in to keep keep up with it, and to so that I I live a good life and live a healthy life. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's your body. T- you guys know your, your body takes a big bang, and uh, it, it, those are some hard years playing. Broadway, what do you got for boy? Finish this off. No, I just said it was always a fun time being able to play with a guy like you and and, and being a veteran. And I, I learned uh, how to take care of younger guys as my career went on because you were so generous to me. So it was always uh, fun to learn uh, how to be a National Leaguer with Bowley. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks. Hey, fellas, hey, this is uh, being on here with you guys and seeing you guys again is great. Uh, like, uh, I cherished every moment with you, Broadway, with Uppy and Obi, uh, like, like, seeing what you guys are doing here is unbelievable. And uh, I love what you guys are doing. And so it's, it's great. Whenever you guys need me again, I'm here for you. You know that. Yeah, Bully, we respect you and, and we all love playing with you. And, and like you said, once COVID gets straightened out here, hopefully we can get you out here. Uh, we'll meet you at Risper Walk anytime you want, fella. Anytime. Con- Conley's oh, a yeah. big golfer now, so we gotta, hey. we got to save a spot oh, for Cons. I, 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 I've been hearing some of the stories that Cons, he, he gets out there before coming into the building there. Oh, so they, 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 guys. They like Kobe. He's like they, Kobe. They make fun of me. <laughs> they, they, they score shame me and they post my... My uh, my scores on the internet, which is a cheap shot. We, hey, someone did. Hey, we don't know hey, who. Don't worry about post. Hey, get those scores in because I was down to a five nine and I was giving money out left, right, and center. I yeah. want to get back up to a good ten or eleven. That's I hear you, Bully. Oh, that's where I'm at, O'Brien's, buddy. O'Brien's the only guy I know that's trying to raise his handicap. Bo- bully, I'm a re- <laughs> I'm a reverse sandbagger, Bully. I, I was down to a six. I was a human ATM machine. And listen, I don't I don't have the funds to do it right now. Like I gotta get I'm back no. up to a seven. I need to be an eight, Bully. A steady eight. Yeah, just have me as your I, partner, Obi. Like, I got you. Right? Like, I, I like being around a 10. Like, I go down to Whisper Rock, and I'm playing against guys like Graham Gillette and Phil's there and all these guys for member members, and I'm like, huh. I'm never going to win this thing. <laughs> you know Unless you get him drunk out there, boy. I like your chances. I, I, I love Graham Gillette, though. He can handle his booze. We party with Matt Gauzer, so... Um, he's a great. He's a. I met him once or twice there. So he's a great. He's a great guy, and he's a. He's a member there. He's a great, great person. For the listeners, Whisper Rock Bully. When I played in Phoenix, it was an absolute treat. Anytime you got to go out there. So Gretz is a member there. Phil built the the north side, right? The uh, the upper. Yeah, he he built no. The, he built the lower. Okay, so and the lower course, I'm talking as tight as can be. So Phil, of course, flop shots, shots everywhere. And the picture, the picture in the clubhouse of Phil getting his first master's jacket from Tiger, and it says Tiger. Yeah. The jacket fits well. Thanks. It was just like at <laughs> oh, the yeah. to- at the time it was a shot against Tiger. Yeah. At the time they battled so yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, but the course is badass. Uh, do you have a do you have a bobblehead in there yet? 
No, no, not in there. I know you got oh, bobbleheads. No, 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 at no, Whisperock. I, no, I got a bobblehead at Whisperock. That's my Did fucking claim to fame. I've got a bobblehead uh, in there. You're fucking right, I do. He's got dude, two cups. Like, you got a bobblehead. No, so, 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 <laughs> hey, so the clubhouse attendant, Mike, he was the old guy. Yes. Mike, right? Yeah, so he's done now. He's done, yeah, but so he he's, collected he's bobbleheads and he had a sick fucking stack of them in the, in the men's room. And fucking, of course, he, he's like, you got a bobblehead? And I said, yeah, I might have one. It's from the miners, but no big deal. <laughs> I fucking said, the up dog with the good flow flowing. It was, it was. A no, no Milwaukee Admiral. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Bully, we love you, well, buddy. Once it's all done. Once it's all done, I'll take you all out to Whisper. We'll have a, we'll have a night. We'll, we'll be missing curfew for sure. Yeah, let's do this again, <laughs> Bully. Take care of that back. We love you. You're a legend. I love battling against you. And uh, let's do this again real soon, buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bully. Any, Thanks, Bully. Anytime, fellas. Anything for you guys. I'm always available. Thanks, bud. Another great episode here at Missing Curfew, Action Park Studio, Upbeat Bully. What can you say about him? Two cops. Fouled against that guy a lot. Was lucky to play for a month, so thanks to him. Upbeat, another great show. That's what Missing Curfew's all about. Good stuff, fellas.